How can you tell if you just have a bad mindset or a bad attitude, or if maybe perhaps you're struggling with depression? We're having a real serious conversation today on Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray, and I hope you'll listen in. I'm not going to be able to cover the differences between bad mindset and depression in a whole podcast episode. I think it's a more important conversation that you got to dive deep into, listen to a lot of different sides, be open to different points of views and experiences. And I know I can't do that all in one day, but I hope to start a conversation and we can see what happens next. For me, it started with a letter I got yesterday, so I'm just going to dive in. Hey Heather, this is a really hard email to write, and I promise you I'm not a hater, and I'm not looking to have a go at you, but I think you might be missing the mark on something, and was hoping we could have a conversation. Honestly, I'm hoping you'll turn this into a podcast episode, because no one else is talking about it. I've listened to your episodes on unhappy versus happy people. I've heard you use your husband and his misfortune as an example that happiness is a choice. As an aside, you've mentioned that this isn't easy for someone with depression, and that if you're suffering from depression, you should seek a different support. I feel lost. I don't know if I'm just resistant and stuck in fear with a bad mindset or if I'm depressed. I heard you this week talking about lessons learned from your move. And when I heard myself talking back or rather yelling at you in the car and telling you that you don't get it and that it isn't easy for some of us, I thought maybe it was time to start a conversation. Depression exists and lives everywhere. So does anxiety. Do you have room for it in your conversations about mindset? What's the difference? Is there a difference? I'm not mocking or discounting you, but sometimes in listening to you, I feel discounted. And I'd really like to know what you think about this. I've been listening to you every day and I'm grateful for the time you take for a daily show. Doing that sounds like a lot. Thanks. I am so glad you reached out with this letter. I think you did an incredible job of telling me exactly what you wanted me to think in a really respectful way that I hope can open a dialogue. Um, You probably have gotten my email by now that I said I'd love to have you on the show and have a conversation and we can go back and forth on it. But in the meantime, I hope you'll listen in, hear my support, hear my validation, and maybe get some insight. Stay tuned for the other side. I'm so glad this listener reached out to me. I I really am. I think sometimes people dodge the stories of depression and the reality that depression exists wherever we go. So of course, business owners have it. Entrepreneurs have it. People with big dreams have it. And I do think it's really unclear what the difference is between mindset and depression. I thought it was important that I start there. When people ask me, well, you say you're a mindset coach, what the heck is that? What I tell people is that mindset is about the psychology of success. It's recognizing our thought patterns, our behavior patterns, our beliefs and values, looking at them and seeing how they affect our business decisions, how they get us to where we want to be, and how they sometimes hold us back. And absolutely, our personal stories and histories are always going to be a part of that. It's always a part of the discussion. That's why I get really annoyed when mindset coaches are out there and they don't have any trained clinical experience because you shouldn't be doing this work if you can't handle the tough stuff too. That being said, depression, the way I look at the difference between mindset and depression, 
Mindset is when you're talking about business. Mindset is when you're talking about your career, your um, aspirations, the things that go into your professional life. I know a lot of people struggle and use mindset for how they live their lives and how they set goals. I often think that sometimes some of that gets all tangled up in self-esteem and we can't tell the difference. A lot of people use the word mindset for how they approach their lives and I get it. I probably do too. I, you know, sometimes we call it having a positive attitude. Sometimes we have it like, you know, looking on the sunny side of the street or, you know, whatever the expression is, but some people work really hard to have a positive outlook or perspective in their personal lives, and they use the word mindset for that too. Where I look at the difference is usually when someone has a poor mindset. They have a poor mindset about a specific thing. So in the in my neck of the woods, it's always going to be about work and professions and what you're doing, what you're not doing to build a business, to start a new dream, to chart your path. That tends to be the, the flavor of the conversations I have on a regular day-to-day basis these days. When you're depressed, your outlook is pervasive across all areas of your life. You may feel skilled or talented or capable in one area, but moving through the world throughout your day, from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, is slowed down, run down, and makes you feel groggy. It doesn't always work that way, right? Not every depressed person is moping about with, you know, their, you know, cheeks down to their knees, crying all the time, binge eating chocolate and watching Netflix. It looks for, it looks differently for different people. And that's why I think this is going to be a longer conversation. I can't possibly cover all aspects of it in a single podcast episode, but I do want to start the conversation. And the way I see the difference, and this is to the listener who wrote to me, is a bad attitude lifts. A bad attitude will be getting grumpy at traffic and getting over it or getting really frustrated trying to, you know, put up a sales page for your business and then figuring it out, sucking it up and doing it. When people are depressed, they can have all of the good intent in the world. They can have a desire to be better, to do better, but they simply can't even when they are intending to take action. Mindset is situational and depression tends to be pervasive and it looks different on both sides. Sometimes we can talk really positive things and say positive things and believe positive things and still not do anything and it can go into the bad mindset category and the same thing can happen when you're depressed. So how the heck are you supposed to know the difference? I go with, is this a chronic problem that you have tried to stop and have been unsuccessful in doing so? A lot of people with bad attitudes and poor mindset haven't really tried to stop. They've read the books, they've gotten the ideas, they've maybe, you know, done a half-assed attempt at trying something, they phone it in, but they don't really take the specific action that's needed to get themselves a different results. People with depression are trying every day 
for it to be better. They're doing the meditations. They're doing the journaling. They're <laughs> taking in the water. They're trying to get regular sleep. They're trying to work on their diet. And still nothing's working. People with a poor mindset identify a problem and don't own what they're willing to do about it. People with depression often know that they can want to do everything about it, but something's getting in the way and they need help. It's, there's an onus of responsibility too in this discussion that I think is different. And a lot of times we will see both sides, especially as a therapist. I can tell you in all honesty, I worked with a ton of people who were depressed and didn't want to do anything about it. It didn't, that's not necessarily the all-encompassing defining factor because depression eats at your motivation. It eats at your ability to perceive that things can get better. A bad attitude for me and in my description is you're the only person standing in your way. Poor mindset is not wanting to put in the work. Poor mindset is being so afraid of fear that you're not going to take an action. Depression is living in fear every day and just wanting to get the hell out. I think it's really easy for people who are depressed when they listen to the mindset lingo to feel disenfranchised and disconnected. And I don't blame my listener for hearing that when I speak to her. I especially don't blame her for hearing that when I talk about the habits of chronically unhappy people. Um, I get it. I get that people with depressed, you know, people with depression, when I say things like that, feel separated. But I also feel this important conversation is a call to action. Because the number of people who are depressed and truly incapable of making a movement, making a change, doing something different, because their depression is so debilitating is way lower than the number of people who want to play victim, roll in the horrible histories that have happened to them, and never get outside. There is a difference, and it is a choice. The people who are at that bottom and that lower percent who can't get out, they're trying. And one of the things that's really important to think about is when we're talking about this, we have to be open to other points of view. You're talking to a mindset coach, consultant, performance coach, consultant, put whatever fancy schmancy title you want on it. I used to be a therapist. And the reason why I'm not a therapist anymore is I burnt out from the job. I couldn't do it. I couldn't hold the stories. I couldn't sit and like talk to people and watch them not change and not make a move. So you have probably heard a little bit of the burnout in these podcast episodes. I don't blame you for feeling left out, but I think we can fix that. Tune in. The listener who wrote in isn't by far the first person who tells me I make it sound so easy or I oversimplify it or I don't understand. And I know sometimes that I oversimplify it and I know I make it sound easy and I don't do it to, I guess, be condescending or arrogant or anything. 
I just, I sat in that therapist chair for a really long time. And I watched a lot of people live in a space that was simply more comfortable for them, miserable, than the vulnerability that came and living in the vulnerability that came by choosing to be happier, by making the choices and changes necessary to be happier. I do know that some people can't choose. I opened up the conversation to my Facebook group because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't one-sided. And uh, one of my members was incredibly brave. And I'm going to read what she had to say. Her name's Holly. And Holly, I, I shout you out for your vulnerability, bravery, and trust in me with this conversation. She writes, there's a huge difference between depression and a bad attitude. I'm currently in a very bad bout of depression, to the point of suicidal thoughts. I'm working with my doctor and my shrink. I've experienced these since I was four, for sure. I have an amazing attitude, and I'm always positive, even when I'm suffering. This time I quit putting on my fake face. My fake face drained me. I'm truly one of the most positive people I know, but depression is chemical or whatever. I try every day to be over it, but it doesn't always work that easy. So Holly illustrates here what I'm talking about, that even in the most debilitating depression, there's choices. You can choose to understand your personal depression. You can choose to understand and own the parts of it that have contributed, the parts of your life that have contributed to your depression, the situational events that have happened, the things you've experienced, and you can choose to get help. And you can choose to stick with the help and take the advice and direction that the help offers. There's still choice here, largely on the person who's suffering. And that's the problem when people are depressed. The major symptom is that suffering that takes away their will and their motivation to do something. Sometimes, like Holly points out here, you need a positive attitude to say, oh, I've been here before. I actually have been here enough times now that I know it gets better. And now, hey, maybe I slow myself down by being, you know, too fake positive, putting on the face, putting on the mask. Maybe I'd get better faster if I stopped trying to feel and look better. And I just did the work of getting better. I think she makes a really important point. And people who have a bad mindset <laughs> don't do any of that. They don't make that choice. They roll around in their victimhood. They stay stuck and frozen in fear. They talk to you about imposter syndrome. They tell you how it's never going to get better. The depressed person often thinks all those things, and they still want to do something about it. You can see how I'm interweaving this, right? That it's kind of gray and cloudy, but that it really comes down to ownership of choice, of recognizing your intent to do and feel better, to recognize that when you're taking action, you don't feel better, even though you're trying to think positive thoughts. And if that's what's happening, you're struggling with depression. Because when it's just mindset and you're your own, you know, worst enemy and you're the one holding yourself back, when you do the work, when you push through the fear, when you have the hard conversation, you feel better because it's just a bad attitude and a bad mindset and you shifted it 
and it worked, and you got yourself to the other side of it. If you're struggling and you're not on the other side of it, I really, really hope you'll consider getting help. Kirsten's another member of my group, and what she had to say was this. I would love to chat about the stereotypes about depression. Someone being depressed doesn't mean they're walking around in a de with a depressed look all the time. Depression lurks beneath laughter, smiling faces, and appearances of total normality. And I think that's why it's so hard for people to grasp how depression differs from a bad day or a bad attitude or something they can't just shake themselves out of because they were fine earlier. Exactly, Kirsten. And that's what Holly just said is that I put on a mask. I pretended to be fine when I wasn't. And now she's taking her mask off and people are probably like, what the heck, Holly? What's the deal? What's going on? Where did this come from? When all along Holly was hurting and suffering, people just didn't know. Depression is something that's really hard to talk about. It's In a lot of ways, it's a lot like addiction, right? Where um, people get into this naming, blaming place around uh, choices that people make and understandings of it. And in all honesty, I think I could easily be accused of that too. I, I definitely, like I said, like you're listening <laughs> to a podcast that's run by a burnt out therapist. So I certainly know that I have my own opinions and um, points of view on this, but I do think that it comes down to being honest with ourselves, of um, being straight with who we are, what we want, and what we want to do. And when we are doing our best and our best isn't working, then we need to start having an honest conversation about depression. Because I don't think that the mindset strategies about, well, just do it and just change can apply to depression. One of the main differences I see with between mindset and depression is that mindset we don't necessarily need to process the history all that much. We don't need to dive deep into family histories of why you're stuck in fear, why you're stuck in a bad place. We don't need that understanding. People who struggle with depression sometimes do. They need to find the root so they can pull it out, look at it, and decide what they want to do next. Marcy added, sometimes people with depression will hear talk about mindset and feel like they should be able to do the work and get a handle on things, but it just doesn't work. I used to be there. I've suffered with depression and now I can recognize the difference. That's exactly it. That's what I was talking about earlier. This idea that when I apply the things I'm learning, when I go in with full intention and I do my best and I still feel badly, I'm still hurting, I'm still in pain, that's usually when you're dealing with depression. And when you try to apply the mindset strategies and they don't work, you end up just feeling stuck, stupid, or like you're doing it wrong. Rather than recognizing that treating mindset and treating depression requires two different approaches. This is an important conversation for the consumers. I think that there's a lot of quacks in the therapy field and there's a lot of quacks in the mindset field. People who don't know what they're doing, they're talking the talk, they're saying all the things, but they really don't know how to move people from hurting to suffering. When I was trying to rediscover myself and reinvent myself and figure out what I wanted to do after I decided to close my private practice, I was really resistant to calling myself a coach because 
I didn't want to be lumped in with all the people who didn't have degrees, who didn't have training, who didn't have experience, and were just going and slapping labels on themselves. And it occurred to me that there were an awful lot of therapists with degrees hanging on the walls that I didn't necessarily respect either. That both roles require and demand integrity. And we'd like to assume the professionals would be the ones to hold it, to help the people who are suffering. I've just been on both sides of the fence now long enough to know that that's not true. In order to know what's best for you, you have to be honest with yourself about your suffering. Because you can't treat mindset the same way you treat depression or vice versa. It really doesn't work. I know I'm going to have clinicians and coaches on both sides who are going to tell me that's not true, but I can tell you I, I've, my personal experiences, I've tried. And what happens is more often than not, you miss the mark when you're not treating the right problem. Sounds pretty accurate, right? Like I'm sure that makes sense to you guys as you listen in. So if you're hurting and if you're struggling, I'm challenging you to really look at what you've done to address the problem what you've really done to make a movement, to make a shift, to make a change. And if you've done it and you look in the mirror and you, your sort of brutal honesty, hard truth is you've done all the things and you're still not feeling better, go get yourself some help because I know you're depressed. But if you haven't really tried and you haven't really shown up for yourself, then you also have to own that you have a bad attitude, that you're stuck in a victim mentality, and you gotta ask yourself a really important question. What are you so afraid to let go of that you don't wanna look on life better, that you don't wanna look at yourself better or your own potential and your own possibility better? What's getting in the way of that? What do you have to sacrifice or compromise on in order to live life better. My guess is when you get to the root of that, you're going to find vulnerability and the fear that comes with giving it all and it not working out and putting yourself out there and being knocked down. You got to ask yourself another question now. Are you going to be willing to get back up and try again? Are you going to be willing to show up for yourself is not getting knocked down really the worst thing that could ever happen? Because I'm in the States right now and we've had a couple of hurricanes and Puerto Rico is decimated and a lot of awful things have happened. California is getting torn apart with wildfires right now. Are you really so sure that the worst thing in the world that could happen to you is that you might do your best and your best might not work and you really don't think you can survive that? I'm putting the challenge out there because you have to own it. And I recognize that in doing that, I'm going to piss some people off. And I'm going to get more letters and more things of people telling me that I don't get it. But if you're doing your best and your best isn't working, identify depression and get yourself help. And if you're calling it in and stuck in fear, well, maybe you need to own that about yourself and start getting out of your own way. On the other side of this break, I want to let you in on Marie's comments. She's another member of my group, and I liked what she had to say, and it's an important reminder for people who are struggling with depression.
Marie added, I'm beginning to wonder if depressed is becoming a new way of saying I'm blue today, bypassing truth that we all have blue days or periods that go as quickly as they come. True depression is when you're chronically clouded over for a while. I've been through some really bad true depressions. Those days seem to be behind me, and now I can fairly readily tell the difference between blues and depression. Also, a discussion of depression isn't complete without, a men without mentioning the effects of sugar, alcohol, and caffeine. A trusted therapist had a sign on his door. Do you need me, or do you need to stop using coffee, caffeine, or sugar? It's an interesting point. I think Marie brings up a really good point. And I, this is actually something I see way more now in my current days than when I was a therapist, that a lot of times when clients have a bad day um, and they're feeling like, oh, I'm not going to get things done today, it's not going to work, I'm off my game, they forget that sometimes people really do just have bad days where they lose perspective, they lose focus, and that they just have to pack it all in for a day and start over tomorrow. And people who are depressed live in fear, especially when they start feeling better and getting to the other side of it, that a bad day is the start of a new depression. So they wrap themselves up in their fear around it, go into panic mode that they're in a relapse, and get really sidetracked and distracted. When we have have to accept that we all have bad days. I think people freak out at bad days because they don't know what they're supposed to do about it. They don't know what to do with a bad day. They don't like all the feelings, the mistrust, the doubt, the insecurity that pops up. So they just want to shove it down, find a solution for it, move past it, brush it aside. But I think an important part of, of the story and an important thing to consider is what do you like to do? when you're feeling bad? What makes you feel better? Are you a, I need to go walk in nature? For me personally, I like getting in the car and driving and going as far as possible. I remember I had a super stressful week at work several, several years ago, and I got up one morning here in Boston and I drove four hours to Vermont, had a cup of coffee. Literally, that's all I did, had a cup of coffee in Vermont and then drove all the way back. Um, and so it was an eight hour day, but I came back feeling better. Because I, I kind of know that sometimes I need to physically get away from my problems in order to get a new perspective and a new point of view. Other people know they need exercise. Some people know they need to talk it out, that there's a certain person they need to talk to or a certain book they need to read or a certain passage they need to find. But so often people fall down, crack and crumble over the bad days because they simply don't know how to deal. And this is where depressed people and people with a bad attitude can simply stay in the same pool here because it's the same thing. People need to take the time to become self-aware about who they are, how they move through the world when it isn't going so well. We need to build the toolkits of capability so that when it is a bad day, when the deck, the deck is stacked against us, when something isn't working out, we feel capable in dealing with it. It is a lack of a belief of our capability that often turns a bad attitude into a depressive episode. Depressed people struggle with the idea and the belief that they're capable Mindset and bad attitude people ignore the fact that they already are. 
And when we don't know what's going to make us feel better, when we don't know what's going to soothe us, what's going to relieve the tension, we stay in that bad place way longer than we need to. It's unnecessary. But when we know our go-to things, when this happens, I need this. When I'm feeling this way, I do best when. When I'm bothered, upset, losing sleep, I often feel better when. And we start filling in the blanks and collecting the things. And when I was um, a therapist, I really pushed people to carry the list, to write down on bad days, this is what works. Because if we're depressed or we're just having a sucky attitude day, we lose sight of that and we forget what makes us feel better. So we don't know what to do. And we kind of flounder about flapping our arms, feeling lost, instead of really getting clear on who we are, what we need to do to feel better, and just going for it. I wouldn't feel like I was having this conversation with integrity if I didn't also have a conversation with you about the chemical imbalance that's associated with depression. That's where we get all medical and scientific, and it's always up for a lot of debate. But there are people who are deeply struggling in pain and among the walking wounded who would feel better if they considered taking an, you know, an antidepressant, taking medication. My training and my degree is not in medication. So I'm not giving any advice about this. I am not telling you to go and medicate yourself. But what I am doing is talking to the people who maybe feel bad that they've made the choice to be on meds or who are so tired of feeling bad that they're, you know, having a discussion with themselves of perhaps getting on medication. And I know it's a loaded issue, and I know people have a lot of feelings about it, and I am actually not looking to open up the debate about meds versus no meds. I don't need to do, I don't need to have the discussion about alternative approaches and a holistic therapy. I am a mindset coach now, after all, so I don't need to dive deep into that world. But I've been in that world with folks long enough to know that there's a lot of shame and stigma around the issue of medication. And... I just, I don't feel responsible if I don't say this one thing, and I hope you'll indulge me and listen in. You don't have to be suffering. If you've tried all the behavioral things and you've, you know, read all the morning mantras, done all the morning mantras, and you've eaten, you know, drunk the green smoothies, and you've gone for the walks, and you've taken the dog out, and you've done all the things, and your mood is still low, bad, sad. It doesn't even have to be unrelentingly awful. But if you're still hurting, you don't need to suffer. It is not a requirement of depression. And if you think medication might help, I really encourage you to talk to a trained professional about your options. If you want to explore alternative treatments and alternative medicines and approaches and essential oils and, and all of the other approaches, go ahead and talk to somebody about that too. Because my point isn't about taking medicine. My point is about giving yourself permission to use something outside of yourself to alleviate the suffering to take ownership that you're doing your best and your best isn't working and maybe you could use some help, to give it a shot 
and to recognize and own that you might simply be struggling with a chemical imbalance that needs some outside assistance to get better and to right itself. Somebody in my group pointed out that it's like diabetes and insulin. When it's in balance, you can wish it away, you can exercise, you can do all these things, but at the end of the day, you need an external you know, medicine to be inserted into your body so that it can function normally. It would be really great if I could start to alleviate some of the stigma that comes for folks who are considering or who are currently taking medication. I can't tell you the number of times people stood and stuck in shame over a single decision to allow themselves to stop suffering. If you've just got a bad attitude and you've just got bad mindset, I'm sorry, not a lot of meds will help you there. Um, but it was an important conversation for me to have with you. And thank you for indulging me in having it. I am so incredibly grateful to the listener for reaching out, for challenging my perspective. I hope that you hear and know my good intention here to open an honest conversation. I hope you hear my intention to know that I'm open to ongoing dialogue about it. I do want to remind you all that I, I've self-identified as a burnt-out therapist. If you're struggling with depression, I'm not your girl. But I would really be happy to help you find who might be a good fit. And if you are struggling with a bad attitude and you're ready to get the hell over it, give me a call. Find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. If you want to ask a question or get my two cents on something, that email address works for you too. And I'm currently accepting open interviews uh, if you want to get on the show and get some life coaching in. It was a really important conversation today. I'm really glad we started it, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye. Have a good one.